This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let's go to our conversation for this evening. We're talking about sex for jobs. Instances where people that are looking for jobs have been asked and demanded of to get into sexual transactions to secure a job. So I understand in other instances, even to secure a consideration for a job. Picked up a term while going through research on this. There's something called carpet interviews. Let's bring in an HR expert, that is human resources expert, who deals and engages with matters like this and um, has engaged broadly on, on, on these conversations to just, of course, enlighten us on necessarily what happens and, and how it happens. So we're speaking to Gwanadi Matlala from the Signage HR Consulting and Recruitment. Good evening and welcome. Good evening, Sachoke. Thank you so much for having me. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate your time. And at home, of course, as always, you can be part of the conversation. You can give us a call or take calls on 087-288-9697. That is the studio line, 079-899-6226. That's for WhatsApp. You can send a voice note or a text. So I want to talk about sex for, for jobs. Does this happen in our country? How does it manifest itself? Okay, it um, it actually happens and during recruitment, right? Mm. Um, the manipulator would actually refer it incorrectly, refer to it as trading sex for a job. Mm. There is no such trading sex for a job. Mm. It's simply rape and it's sexual assault. It's sexual harassment. Mm. It happens especially to to women mm. and in industries where you have male dominated mm. young women don't get an opportunity to get jobs or funding for their businesses because mm. there will be um a sex a trading sex for a job um I say that um they use to manipulate young women. Mm so that they can offer them positions of funding for their businesses. So so we can actually say, even if, as we say, sex for jobs, we can actually say it it, it happens in environments where there are opportunities, uh, where someone in a higher position or in power to grant, to give these opportunities, an opportunity they would demand sex from, at least as we speak now, from a female. True. Mm. Not only female, mm. mostly female. Um, so this is actually abuse of power. And as a business or a company or an entity, um, senior HR people refer this to sexual harassment and is a misconduct. It's a dismissible misconduct mm. um, that the perpetrator should actually be taken in for, be charged mm. for sexual harassment. Mm and be taken in for a disciplinary hearing and be dismissed if proven guilty. And, and as you say about misconduct, of course, it brings us to this could happen both internally and externally. So somebody within an organization can can, can, can express, this, express this and even someone outside the organization. That's true. Someone outside the organization, they do experience it through the recruitment process when they're applying. Mm. And then for internal candidates, it happens when they are actually applying for a promotion. 
it, it becomes very difficult. Um, you see a lot of women not progressing or not being promoted mm. because of um, they are demanded sex for for these opportunities. It does happen externally and internally. That's true. It, and, and, and I'm asking this for you to relate from the experience of cases you've perhaps been exposed to. So if someone asks for, 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 for this, for sex for a job, is this a once-off thing or for the duration that you in that position? What is usually the arrangement? The moment um, the other party agrees, mm. it, it, it never stops. That it, it never stops. They will continuously um, abuse their power. Um, you will be threatened. Um, you will be threatened and be victimized. You, you, you'd be promised that you might um, lose your job or be demoted. You will just be micromanaged mm. in um, in so many times, and you, yeah, your job will be will be at risk because you have agreed to, to this. But we always encourage um, victims to, yes. to be firm yes. in their boundaries. Yes. So, how much part of it? Even before I go, I want to go back to the word victim. But let me do this. So, who generally uh, we we say women? But does it happen to both genders? Does it happen it to everyone? It happens to everyone. It happens to both genders. It happens to male candidates. It happens to female candidates. So you have had an, an instance of known of a case where a female leader, senior person, demanded sex from a junior male person. It, it happens. Mm. A lot of time they... They take advantage of um, young ones that are coming into the industry seeking experience and employment, and um, they agree to it, mm. and it becomes something that never stops. Even when someone is in the position, because there's a sense that once you've gotten a position, certain positions, you cannot just be dismissed. Do you perhaps gain confidence when you're in the position, find yourself, so to speak? Even when you're in the position, mm. you you get to be victimized all the time. You get to, to be asked for sex all the time. And um, it actually exposes you to um, sexually transmitted infections mm. because they use power and um, these recruiters or bosses, they, dis- they, they decide as to whether they want to use protection or not. Mm. And mostly they don't want to use protection. And it it's... Um, affects these people mentally, physically, mm. and their health state gets affected as well. So even if you are in position, you're already in position and employed, you will be demanded for sex. So um, actually, as, as a victim, if mm. this uh, manipulator comes to you, mm. you can be firm in your boundaries. Mm. If they continue to try to manipulate you, you can um, retaliate that... Um, no, it's your final answer, mm. and you don't take kindly to be to be. You don't want to be pressurized. Enforce those boundaries, and um, remember that these people are manipulating you, and they want you to feel bad. You must just remember that this is not your fault. Mopani District um, Commissioner, mm. yes, sorry so, about that. Yeah, sorry. Um, whether they successfully manipulated you or not, mm. and whether it happened before or not, mm. it's not your fault. You, you need to be firm and say no and, and tell them that it's a no. And you need to, to consider help. Find help um, so that you are out of this so if it continues. 
uh, and I'm interested in that you say recruiter. So this could be even HR practitioners could be the middlemen who who, who make these demands. Could be uh, those that are placing uh, placement agencies and so on. It could be anyone who has a power. It could be anyone who um, is sitting on a table where they can make decisions on who is the best candidate. Let's go to an environment where the person has already secured the job. Mm. um, And then the issue is revealed. And I wonder what goes through the mind of someone revealing as to what are they then exposed to in terms of risks that if it was me who was in that situation, I'm the one who uh, who it was demanded from, uh, when I reported that, does that then compromise my position of employment? Because then the, whether a question arises to say, but then it means you did not go through the proper channels to get this job that you're complaining about. So in most cases, right these perpetrators they use their power to to silence the victims mm. either by bribing them mm. or giving them a desired job or just you know just promoting them internally mm. and they would also uh, threaten to fire them if um they speak out mm. so it makes it very difficult for people that are already on position but um you, your job won't be um, at risk if you're reporting, if you're already on position and reporting the matter. Obviously, if you applied for the position, you, you would have qualified for this position. If you were shortlisted, you would have uh, qualified for the position. So, like I said, I said, it's not your fault. You must mm. always remember that it's not your fault. And if you have done it, you've been manipulated, you've mm. been forced to agree to something that you don't want because you were desperate. It is never your fault. Uh, I, I'm sorry about what I'm about to say. Are there instances when it's your fault? Are there instances where you offered? So you see, now it becomes um, it becomes um, it, it looks like you are now bribing. You are mm. bribing the recruiter. So if we have an honest recruiter, yeah, or either a male or a female, they shouldn't be agreeing to that. But then, if they agree to that. It will both be your fault if they can prove that you have offered. Mm. So you, both of you can be taken into disciplinary hearing and through an investigation, obviously, and through proving that a rule was broken. Mm. And um, we have a rule in place and the two individuals have actually broken the rule. Both of you can be taken through a disciplinary hearing. But are cases where the, the potential employee offers also arrive? Sorry, I, I was saying, are cases where the potential employee is the one who offer? Are they actually there? Do you, do you them do you find them as much as you find these cases where there is a demand? Yes, mm. yes, it, 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 yes. They, they are charged. Mm. So a lot of companies now they have um, a policy in place, a relationship policy. They call it fraternization policy mm. that is in place. Mm. So if um, you are involved in a romantic relationship, you need to declare it. It has to be declared. Mm. And if that happened during your recruitment process and now um, you secured a job, you are inside. And we happen to find out that this is what happened. So Mm. you have broken a rule Mm. because we have a policy in place. Uh, There's a question here. This says, good evening. I'm a lady who previously worked at uh, a hospital as under EPWP program, 
Now, the CEO of the hospital asked love from me many times, and I refused. Department advertised new EPWP post. I applied, and last week I was called by the same CEO telling me that I'm not shortlisted listed because I did not cooperate with him. Do you have anything to say on that? Yes, they need to, to report this matter to HR department. Mm. There is there is an HR, an HR department should be um, an advocate mm. between the, the the line managers and employees and candidates who are seeking for employment. So if there are any unfair processes, mm. um, they need to, to correct that and they need to address that with the HR manager. And they can also, you know, contact power mm. and or email them power is a feminist women rights organization that provides both services and engages in advocacy in order to ensure the realization of women rights and thereby improve women's equality of life mm. so they need to, to to report to all these departments they can also report this matter to saps mm. because it is it is a sexual harassment um issue and um it's, it's a very difficult um issue to prove yes. uh, mr chalkin yeah. i have had a lot of cases on sexual harassment you mm. need to prove it mm. any case need to be proved you yes. need to prove you need to ensure that there's a rule and that rule has been broken and mm. you have evidence um that the perpetrator has done one two three yeah and and you know i'm i'm wary of delving too much into it i do not want to discourage uh the, the the person so i want to treat it as encouraging as possible in the proving say you are arming yourself to actually pursue the case what should you consider so um obviously there are telephone calls um they must have been whatsapps or messages that were sent mm. and um i know this base you can be able to delete a whatsapp that you have sent mm. um we that's why we're advising victims to, to involve the SAPS in this matter so that mm. um, they can actually be a court order to retrieve those conversations. And then you can also get um, assistance from power, like I said. Mm. Mm. Get um, assistance from the HR manager of the business or the entity or institution to do an investigation on this matter. Mm. It, it will, at the end of the day, um, trust me, and we get to to get to the root and we get to prove this um cases we get to prove it and the perpetrator gets dismissed in most cases um so far i have this year my re- the recent recent case that i dealt with mm. was a line manager mm. who went into a staff room there is no camera mm. it's a change room mm. and they forced themselves on um a female employee um wanting to kiss them and the female employee pushed them away and then there was someone who called the line manager mm. the line manager ran out quickly so that in female employee was traumatized she could not focus at work mm. and she could not cook because it's in a restaurant and you have to cook you have to focus mm. she she was unable to focus and concentrate on what she was doing she went and called another manager informed that manager she informed other two female employees mm. and um, anonymously they sent um, an email to the HR um, line mm. and we went and investigated the matter. We, we, we got footage to see if um, this line manager was at work. You need to prepare your questions um, mm. based on what the, you, the victim 
is telling you and ask a lot of questions from the perpetrator, they will definitely, at the end of the day, you 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 just um, prove it. They will mm. be it will be proven guilty. They will be guilty. So there is so a text. You, you always yeah. get it right. Mm. No, okay. So there is a text from one of our listeners saying, "Subs can only investigate internal sexual harassment, not external ones." like sender alleged that CEO of hospital? So, yes, um, subs can, uh, I'm, 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 I'm just advising the victim not to, to be limited to, you know, to just reporting the matter with the HR department because mm. sexual harassment on itself, it's, it's a criminal offense. Mm. It's, 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 a, it's an assault. We call it, you can either call it rape, sexual assault, or sexual harassment. Mm. So this is a matter that SAPS should be able to handle. Mm. And the HR department should be able to handle. Power should be there to, for you. You phone in, there should, you should be able to speak to someone who can give you counseling, someone who can advise you on what action to take. You can phone the National Domestic Violence Hotline as well and you know, just get help and assistance. You'll eventually get to this and you can be able to prove it. You'll be able to, to achieve your goal as a victim. In, 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 in most cases, in the cases that you have dealt with relating to the topic we're talking about, which are the most common cases you've come across? Well, the most common cases would be a line manager uh, promising um, an internal candidate a promotion. Mm a line manager conducting interviews and promising external candidates uh, a position. And obviously there's a panel mm. whenever you conduct interviews. So there would be disagreement. And as an HR expert, when you're sitting there and um, you are just scoring all the candidates and you can actually pick it up, victims should come forward. Mm. You, you can be able to pick it up because they will be pushing for that um, individual to go through and to be a successful candidate, mm. even if they did not do well in the interview. So it happens mostly in recruitment mm. and when um, young female employees are actually looking for opportunities or looking for funding in big organizations. Um, I'm thinking, of course, of environments and even promotional posts uh, as well, where there may not be that opportunity for assessment and and, and so on, which may be down to an individual. Uh, I'm thinking about, obviously, uh, private companies would operate differently from your, your... your, uh, in in the way that they do their recruitment, HR may not be even involved in the in the recruitment. In those instances, and and I'm thinking as well whether, as we speak lately, do people do people text, email these kind of things, or these are things people say to each other face to face? Well, mostly the perpetrators, um, because they have experience in mm. this, and mm. they they would know they want to protect themselves. Mm. They would call or they would want to tell you face-to-face so that there are no records mm. of the conversation. Um, that's what they do. They, like the, an example that I just gave you with the line manager who went into a staff room, he knew that there are no cameras in that staff room. It's a change room. Mm. And he knew there would be no one who will be able to see or maybe there will be no footage that will be um, found. So they, they are very careful when they do it. Mm, so mm. It, it's it's a matter of um, the victim um, saying no, being firm in their boundaries, mm. 
and um, also the victim, um, victim maybe, you know, just sending a message or a WhatsApp confirming mm. and then keeping that as a record mm. and then taking this message to the HR department to prove that um, a conversation took place telephonically or face-to-face mm. and I just needed to confirm this is uh, um, a record of the SMS that was um, confi- confirming. Okay. Let, let, let's put this matter to bed here. The, the text from our listener who, who has made a follow-up. So the listener says, subs only investigate criminal offense, not misconduct within various organizations. Uh, misconduct is not all of them that are criminal because they are guided by internal organizational policy, not criminal offense. W- what is your take there? That is 100% true. Mm. So with the recent case that I had, Mm. with the recent case that I had, um, we had an internal uh, disciplinary hearing and the perpetrator was found guilty and dismissed. Mm. He went to CCMA and um, the commissioner ruled um, against the perpetrator. The victim went and opened a police case of sexual assault. And they were able to to arrest the perpetrator, and um, he was out on bail. Obviously, there were investigations. Okay, here's one WhatsApp text. It says, "I'm a staff superintendent at work. I have 56 employees of different gender at my control. I've been offered sex by many female subordinates in return of favor of being placed at more comfortable working zone, promotion, overtime." And I refused. I feel like reporting them will lead to creating discomfort in my work environment where we should be uh, one family as colleagues. Am I doing the right thing by not reporting and just doing self-control as their senior or am I wrong? Well, um, most businesses, Mm. because of um, the number of uh, cases that um, we have in most businesses um, of sexual harassment have implemented um, a dating, which is a fraternization policy. It's an HR policy that um, every business should have. And what we do, we we educate employees on that. The, 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 that policy should have information on what to do and what not to do. Mm. So every employee should be able to understand what it talks to and should agree that they understand this policy and this um, employee should actually after um, making everyone aware of um, of this policy they should be able to report them and um, they should be you know there should be an investigation because it, it's totally it's not an, it's unaccepted if you allow it it's not going to stop and it will affect you in men- mentally and emotionally and physically as an, uh, a colleague it, it needs to stop Mm. At some point, it has to stop. Right. Well, thank you very much uh, for engaging us. We appreciate your time. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.